0: i'd like to welcome you back to our emergency freedom alerts for april 3rd 2023 next report and this relates to the first part the whole thing about the transgender and how far this goes back <clears throat> the conditioning that has been done to us this is from a longtime listener patricia she just emailed me this this week and i i wrote this as listener comment shania twain is transgender the queen of country music or whatever she's billed as Transgender. Just look at the childhood and teen photos. There's no question here. His newest documentary is entitled Shania Twain. Not just a girl. And we're going to look at more of the song titles of some of of this devil's most major hits. Where it's also clearly indicating that from a Kabbalistic, Luciferian standpoint, they're telling you what's going on. They're just wondering if you're paying close enough attention. So... This is a whole documentary called um, "Shania Twain, Not Just a Girl." You can I, I give you a link. It's on. Well, actually, you can look that up on um, <clears throat> on YouTube, I guess. But this is a this is a um, a video that was done regarding this. And I'm only going to play about four minutes because a lot of it you have to watch it to understand because they're showing you pictures of how male and female anatomy is different, where like the Navel sits in relation to the hips and stuff with the jaw and just there's certain things that occur in men and there's certain things that occur in women and you cannot you can't surgery that stuff away okay you can't correct that surgically some of the stuff you can't do maybe you can help it along some in certain cases like they'll shave the Adam's apple and things of this nature but there's certain things like where like the navel falls in relation to the hips and and in these types of things that you cannot fudge okay and this is what this thing looks at in depth and it's just one of many many videos like at the serena williams sisters how their guys um michael obama michelle obama now shania twain there's a lot of other ones out there in Hollywood and in the sports world that are um particularly biological men that are dominating women's sports and this has been happening for a long time and it's transitioned us into what we're getting today where the trans movement is actually taking over women's sports so i'm just going to play the first four minutes of video here you can watch the rest of it because it's it's really a lot of it's very visual and you have to watch it to fully appreciate it
1: all right today we're going to talk about shania twain who has admitted that it is not just a girl in a new documentary from Mercury Studios Shania Twain has made a documentary confessing that he is not just a girl so what are you let's see here what are the options (laughs) there's girls and there's boys so if you're not just a girl That kinda means that you're also a boy. Is that what you're trying to tell us here? Well, let's investigate this further. Shania Twain, of course, is the most successful female artist in the history of country music called the queen of country pop.
0: I mean, they're showing a picture of this thing now, and I I wouldn't even know that's Shania Twain. It's, It's had so much plastic surgery. I have no idea that person looks nothing like what the earlier derivations. It doesn't look like it's aged a whole lot, but it looks so different from all the plastic surgery. I would never know that's Shania Twain in a million years. That's how and and that goes along with the whole uh, the whole thing of, of this whole transgender thing with the surgeries and that.
1: Sold over one hundred million records. Best selling female artist in country music history. Right. Man, I feel like a woman. Ah, if someone feels like a woman. Right. It kind of implies one that- of their
0: one of its greatest hits, Man, I feel like a woman. Well, why wouldn't you feel like a woman if you were a woman? Well, what it's saying is that man, I feel like a woman after I've had all these surgeries, after I've had all this Hollywood primping and preening and clothes and makeup and um all the surgeries i've had and um the nips and tucks and and whatever this thing has got done all the accolades of of men thinking it's a woman yeah this transgender abomination probably does feel like a woman because that's been reaffirmed in so many different ways in in so yeah, of course you feel like a woman, but man. See, this is all this double entendre garbage. This is all this Luciferian kabbalistic stuff where it's right in your face, and they're just flaunting it, honestly, in your face. It it's like there's other there's other uh, songs. In fact, I put I posted these below. Um, the the greatest hits where Shania Twain gives us a major clue to his manhood. Number 11 number 11th greatest hit by Shania Twain the woman in me needs the man in you well a transgender obviously feels because their demon possessed the toenails that they're a woman so that's the woman in this transgender needs the man and you know whatever unsuspecting man would want to be with this thing. The woman in me needs the man in you. And then her number ninth hit all time. No one needs to know. (laughs) And then her number two hit of all time. Man, I feel like a woman. We've already looked at that one. Now, did you also know that um, Shania Twain is a gigantic icon in the LGBTQ and trans community in particular. Goes and performs or does speeches at like trans things. The, the trans movement absolutely loves this about it. The trans movement knows. They know. Okay. Shania Twain's uh, tune, Man I Feel Like a Woman, became an anthem of sorts for portions of the transgender community. Here's a whole article on it. It's called transtainment, trans in the performing arts. See, a lot of times the the gay movement knows this type of stuff. It's 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 kind of like hidden in plain sight, but they know this, and she's like one of their main main idols, okay. And then now this thing comes out with a documentary, Shania Twain, not just a girl. I mean, how much? <laughs> I mean, that by itself, you should start questioning things. Then you watch this video that we're playing here and then it starts to break down pictures of this thing and and pictures of clearly a boy in childhood and then, I guess, the transitioning process.
1: Not a woman. That they just suddenly temporarily feel like something else than what they actually are. And we're going to see that this person is basically a drag show. Mm -hmm. This is drag entertainment, Mm -hmm. as most entertainment is. Yeah. The woman in me. But you've already admitted you're not just a girl. Yeah. But sometimes you feel like a woman. And maybe you feel like part of you is a woman inside. Right. And this person is always talking about being a woman as if it's something that he's learned how to do. Exactly. But today we're 100%. going to examine the bone structure, plastic surgery, and the stunning transformation of Shania Twain. I would say this is one of the most passable transvestites in the entertainment industry They did a very good job on the face. It is possible to feminize a male face to the point where it looks like a an attractive female. So the real name is actually Eileen Edwards.
0: I'm showing a picture of of yeah, Eileen Edwards uh, looks like I don't know, 7 or 8 so they start this stuff early, okay, uh, as far as dressing them up like a girl now. its I mean, it looks kind of like a boy with long hair, pretty much, from what I can see here.
1: Eddie. In fact, I was watching... And
0: this, this this second one is looks like about mm, four, five, six years later. And, I mean, <laughs> it looks like a guy. A guy with long hair. Looks like a 13-year-old boy with long hair playing a guitar. I mean it you it's I mean it is so obvious
1: this documentary the new documentary that just came out not just a girl and my wife is actually a huge uh, fan of country music and they've
0: done so much plastic surgery in on the bone structure of the face that it does it doesn't even remotely look like the same person now I understand you can say well they, they when you grow up you look different I I get it but it doesn't even remotely look like the same person that was putting out all the the mega hits or whatever when she was in her he was in his heyday
1: i was trying to tell her you know like actually shania twain's a dude and she didn't quite believe me you know she didn't want to believe me because she's a fan of this kind of music and this comes in about six minutes into the documentary this photo came up on the screen and my wife shouts out
0: it's 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 again they're it's hidden in plain sight they're they're showing you they're giving you the title they're giving you all our weird titles of her songs they're they're you know, if you examine the body structure, they're even showing you pictures. So that way, from an Illuminati standpoint, they believe you're without excuse. That's a boy.
1: <laughs> so I don't, I mean, make up your own mind, but, uh, you know, is that a girl or a boy? So you decide is that just a girl or not just a girl or something else? Or is it just a boy? See the trachea there, Adam's apple. Oh, man. Now we're going to see
0: this person huge Adams apple in this one picture. I mean, but you know it, it it's it's like wow. I mean, and that's not something a woman would have.
1: There's a lot of uh, scarves, a lot of neck coverings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And these people, you know, they have to take uh, hormones like every week injecting or I yeah. think they can take pills as well. But, I mean, I can see the boy with makeup on right there. And, you know, Oh, absolutely. There is the Adam's apple. Oh, there yeah. it is right wow. there. This was in the documentary. They actually revealed the Adam's apple. See, you might as well see the penis. It's the same thing, right? That Adam's apple, you're never going to find that on a real woman. Yeah. Right. Look at that square jaw. It's got the Sandra Bullock jaw back then. Before they smoothed out the jaw and before they shaved down that Adam's apple, there it is right there. Look at the original boy photo when it was a boy playing guitar, All right? And you can kind of see how they they transformed the face into a face that would make lots of money.
0: Okay, so again, you're you're not gonna be able to appreciate because you're not white. Like, it goes to about the 21 minute mark, and um, I only played four, but um, you can avail yourself to that if you like. Patricia writes, this individual is the biggest female country music star ever, has produced songs that are played at an unbelievable number of people's weddings, and an icon for the gay community. The drag queens like to dress up like this individual. By the way, if you did not know, it's called Gali or Hegiras, are hired, I believe in India, to bless people's weddings and their children. These are trans, these are transgenders in India okay in fact she sent me some videos i watched it was disgusting they were they hire these abominations to quote bless their weddings Um, knowing from a satanic standpoint all you're doing is bringing a curse on your wedding bless their weddings and their children's only in ancient times and in india the hira everyone knows what they are i believe the same thing goes on in buddhist countries but I don't know the details of it. So I find it ironic that this individual has produced some of the most famous modern wedding music. You see, this isn't the way you want to start out your wedding. If, if you're, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, if you're getting married to Shania Twain music playing at your wedding, that's not a good foundation. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Notice the dress in this video and the mark on the forehead. And yeah, he's, actually dressed up like one of these Hyras in this particular video. And it's Shania Twain from this moment on. And again, I can't, if I play the video, you're not going to see it. So you'd have to actually watch it. So Um, yeah, I wanted to just kind of go over that. Then we have this, this just broke. Budweiser promoting Bud Light with the new transgender he, she spokesman. Budweiser, the king of beers, uh, appears to many people have just committed brand suicide for Bud Light by bringing on a trans... As a spokesperson, the executives who sell Bud Light beer to ordinary Americans have picked a new spokesman, Dylan McIlvaney, a formerly gay man who is now pretending to be a woman. Well, he's still a gay man, but he's pretending to be a woman. McIlvaney said, quote, this month I celebrated my 365th day of womanhood. Okay, in this delusional diluted mind state he's in he thinks he's been a woman for 365 days and bud light sent me possibly the best gift ever i can see I I a can with my face on it great check out the instagram story to see how you can enjoy march madness the basketball thing with bud light and maybe win some money too dylan mckelvaney has become the new brand ambassador for bud light The beer brand even made a special edition, Dylan McIlvaney can, celebrating this abomination's 365 days of girlhood. No, this is not an April Fool's. This is actually real. So this was posted. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just play this video of this abomination announcing this so you can hear its voice and uh, appreciate this a little bit more.
3: Hi impressive carrying skills right I got some bud lights for us so I kept hearing about this thing called March Madness and I thought we were all just having a hectic month but it turns out it has something to do with sports this
0: is this Dylan McIlvaney, this transgender and, and he's promoting Bud Light
3: and I'm not sure exactly which sport but either way it's a cause to celebrate. This month I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out and my Instagram
0: he's showing it.
3: story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money too. Love ya. Cheers. Go team. Whatever team you love, I love too. Okay. Love ya. Okay. Break a leg.
0: So this abomination. Out, that's what the, its announcement was. Um, so yeah, Bud Lights went all in on evil. Then we have Hershey faces boycott call calls after featuring trans woman for Woman's Day. So I just want to. Sh- I'm just kind of kind of trying to show you how pervasive this this um, Sodom and Gomorrah type thing is.
4: Hershey's getting some backlash, as you know. They put a transgender woman on their candy bar wrappers. It's for International Women's Day. One Twitter user wrote, Hershey's is erasing women. You got any strong feelings about that, Tommy Lahren?
5: Listen, I'm not a fan of having months for women and months for men and months for this and that. There is no month
4: for (laughs) men. There There is no months for men.
0: You guys get it every every other day. Every month is for men,
5: really. You know, the feminists would argue, although the feminists have been rather quiet when the Rainbow Mafia has really gone to erase women from even our own month, even our own days.
0: Then they start, the Rainbow Mafia comes in and they say, you know what, if you just identify as a woman, then we're going to put you on a pedestal. Honestly. Does it really infuriate me? Is it something that's going to make me stop buying a Hershey? So, I mean, you know, we have that. And so Hershey's all in, too, on this. And there, there's, you can see brand after brand after brand that are doing this. Um, then we, this just broke. Hellbound judge blocks Tennessee law. Uh, Tennessee law restricting drag shows was temporarily blocked by a judge on Friday. So this was trying to restrict it. No, this, block, this judge blocked it. Preventing officials from enforcing laws over the next two weeks. Now, um, th- so this, this, um, he blocked this law aimed at protecting children from seeing drag shows. No, no, he says, no, they need to be able to see drag shows. And um, this decision by the U- the U.S. District Judge Thomas Parker granted a temporary restraining order as he deemed the law likely both vague and overly broad. The Hill reported Saturday. Governor Bill Lee, Republican, signed the bill in March, and the law criminalizes drag shows that occur in public or in the view of children. According to Breitbart News, the bill classifies male and female impersonators as adult cabaret performers, and the outline continued saying State Representative Chris Todd, Republican of Madsen County, filed the bill saying, quote, this is a common sense child safety bill. The bill passed... 79 to 19, and it makes it illegal to host an adult cabaret performance in a location where children are present. I mean, you yeah, know, common sense. Okay, common sense. No, this devil judge says, no, no, we're going to block that because those children need to be able to be brainwashed by these transgender devils. Uh, the legislation which proposed, which was proposed by Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson also bans adult cabaret porn performances on public property cabaret performers are defined as topless dancers go-go dancers exotic dancers strippers and male or female impersonators who provide entertainment that appeals to a pure pure purenient interest whatever that is okay so yeah so again it's being defended by law in these types of things so now what does the bible say about these transgender lgbtq abominations sodom and gomorrah tells us a lot about their coming judgment luke 17 1 says jesus said then he said unto his disciples it is impossible that offenses will come which is what we've been talking about today all of this is absolutely 100 offensive um but woe unto him through whom they come so woe unto all these devils defending evil those cops, the transgender, the media, whoever's on Biden and them, whoever is on the side of wickedness, woe unto unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he be cast into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. And that's what goes on every single day. Pretty much worldwide, but particularly, you know. Europe, America, here, and obviously a lot of other places, Australia, and elsewhere. Isaiah 13, 9 says, The show of their countenance doth witness against them. For they declare their sin as sodom. They, well, and again, they glory in their shame. Okay. They declare their sin as sodom. They hide it not. Especially when they get more emboldened and they don't see God's judgment anywhere. And then they see the media and the police and the law and the, the government behind them. Oh, they declare their sin of Sodom. They hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. See, they're digging their own graves, like I had mentioned earlier. They're digging their own graves. Genesis 13, 13. But the men of Sodom. Where, what is that? sodom the sodomites men with men also women with women but that's where we get the word sodomy but the men of sodom were wicked and sinners before the lord exceedingly well, if you're if you're a trans you're it's, it's like you're the men of sodom on steroids genesis eighteen twenty, and the lord said because of the cry of sodom and gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous you know, judgment fell. Genesis 19 1 um, through, man. Genesis 19 1 through, really through 11, and then we skipped to verse 24. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, meaning evening, and Lot sat at the gate of Sodom, and Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. These are two angels, okay? Angels in the Bible typically always appear as handsome men, from what I could gather, okay? And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground, and he said, behold now, my Lord's turn in, I pray, and Lot knew instantly they were different, okay? They weren't like your your average Sodom and Gomorrah Gomorrah devil that were going and coming. Lot knew instantly there was a difference, or he wouldn't have said all this stuff. Okay, he bowed his face. He bowed himself with his face toward the ground. He said, behold, now my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night and wash your feet and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And he was like, he was like, okay, you can stay with me. I know how wicked this city is. Come to my house. I'll, I'll supply all your needs. And then you can get out of Dodge in the morning because he didn't want them to even defile themselves with this place. Basically, that's what we're reading between the lines here okay and they said nay but we will abide in the street all night the angel said that to to lot (laughs) and uh, so basically this is what lot did and he pressed upon them greatly because he knew how wicked the men were there okay and they turned in unto him and entered into his house and he made them a feast and did bake unleavened bread and they did eat but before they lay down the men of the city, even the men of Sodom compassed the house round both old and young, all the peoples from every quarter. All I can say is these dudes must've been really handsome, you know, because you know, isn't that what the Sodomite gay devil crowd would go after? I mean, if they were decrepit old, I doubt they're gonna make this much fuss and ruckus to try to get at these guys. And they were so wicked and evil, and they had so defiled one another, they wanted fresh meat. I'm just, I'm telling you how it is. This is what, this is how they look at things. This is their sick, disgusting mindset. Okay, so first five. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came in the, into thee this night? Bring them out under this, that we may know them. Their version of knowing them would be, you know raping them in every possible way you could possibly imagine they wanted to sodomize them and defile them you know that's that's how they roll that's what they love doing and lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him so i guess he didn't say a whole lot but he um and then and then verse seven and said i pray you brethren do not so wickedly. So in other words, he went outside and shut the door so they couldn't get in. And he says, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Um, behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray, bring them out to, unto you and do ye to them as as is good in your eyes. Now, see, I don't this. I don't understand. I don't get this at all. I would die a thousand deaths before I would ever let that happen. no way (laughs) you're gonna have to go through me to get to my daughter okay i don't get that at all okay but the bible says lot was a just man so i mean you know i'm not condemning him i'm just saying i don't get this verse at all (laughs) anyway basically let me bring them out on you and do to them as good in your eyes well, that would be defiling them in every way possible and probably killing them, knowing these devils, if they're that sick and twisted. Only unto these men do nothing, who he didn't even know. I understand they were angels, but he didn't even know. Those were his daughters. I, Whatever, man. For therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. Well, you could say it was a different culture. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I just, I'll never get that those couple verses about Lot uh genesis nine and then his daughters end up having sex with him because they got him drunk and i don't know if that was maybe part of the whole punishment for offering up his daughters i don't know but anyway uh and they said stand back and they said again this one fellow came to sojourn and he will needs be a judge meaning lot came and lived with them willingly as a sojourner he wasn't born there And this is why I caution people so much about living in big cities for this exact concept because you always see the most wickedness going on wherever you have cities. And I'm sure particular cities left unto themselves that are godless can be a lot worse than maybe the next city over. Okay, well this is an extreme example of how bad it can get in a city. In cities you're gonna have your, typically you're always gonna have your bars, your your strip joints your lingerie places your abortion clinics you know every manner of wickedness you could think of that's typically what you'll get in a city okay and so this one fellow came to sojourn and he will need to be a judge meaning oh you're judging us how and he wasn't even judging them but this is how the trans this is how the lgbtq community are you don't give them what you want and you have any kind of stance that's not just like theirs as we just saw in the part one. Oh, now you're judging us no, he wasn't judging them at all he was trying to plead with them you know he's, he was offering up his daughters now we will deal worse with thee than with them oh so then the threats come of death essentially and they pressed sore upon the man even lot and came near to break the door but the men put forth their hands meaning the angels did and pulled lot into the house to them and shut the door the angels basically saved his life because they didn't like the answer because they wanted to, um, you know, sexually defile these angels so bad that they were just totally. I mean, they're totally demon possessed of the toenails and those demons were coming to the surface and the demons didn't want to be denied. To the point where we'll kill everybody and, you know, <laughs> whatever it takes to get in there. And. Um, and they, meaning the angel, smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great. Now remember, it said that, Um, let me just read that other thing. Yeah, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom compassed the house round about. So they were surrounding the house. These disgusting pig devils, sodomite devils, surrounding the house, both young and old, all the people from every quarter. So evidently the word got out real quick to all these queer devils, sodomites, that, oh man, there's two really good looking guys that came in the city and it's fresh meat, man. It's go time. We're gonna go there. We're gonna rape and rape and rape. So the whole city had to be struck with blindness in order for them to not be able to get and uh, granted they could have killed him, I'm sure. And that happened quickly anyway. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because hey, when wickedness is judged, good things always happen. You know, the wicked will do wickedly and make no apologies for it. So they've chosen their way. Okay, so then going further. They smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. Now let that sink in. It, it gives you the impression that all the great men, small and great, from every quarter of the city were surrounding the house. The angels struck them with blindness. And they were so demon possessed and sexually motivated that that didn't stop them. They were wearying themselves to find the door. It didn't stop them. They're blind. Can can you imagine? And you'd think that'd scare you pretty bad, being blind all of a sudden. No, no. Where's the door? (laughs) I mean, we are talking pure evil. Pure. and it reminds me a lot about what we just talked about in part one this mindset of just pure evil where no moral logic applies anymore the only thing that matters is demon possessed sexual carnality which is really what the transgender movement is all about it's where we've gotten to as a society i know i understand there's still good people there's still christians i get that I'm just saying this is just being shoved down our throats increasingly and increasingly. Skipping to verse 24, after Lot was told, get out of the city with your family. Verse 24, and then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The land was cleansed. That wickedness was stopped. It wasn't allowed to permeate any further. It wasn't allowed to go out and defile more people. When God judges wickedness, good things always happen. It was snuffed out. It was stopped. It's not more merciful for God to let that go on, in other words, and let that permeate because it will spread like a cancer. Um, and then going to verse 28 then, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld, lo, the smoke of the country went up as smoke of a furnace. Deuteronomy 29, 23, and that whole land thereof is brimstone and salt and burning that is not sown, nor beareth, nor any grass groweth therein, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and in his wrath. Yeah, it wasn't even going to produce anything more. They've found Sodom and Gomorrah. I've seen videos on, you know, where they found it in the Middle East. And they're still, they can still find the fire, the the brimstone. Some of them aren't consumed totally. And it'll still burn. And you could tell it was a town that was just basically like incinerated, vaporized. And nothing grows there to this day. Nothing lives there or grows there, just like this Bible verse says. And the burning that is not sown, nor buried, nor any grass growth therein, in, like the overthrow of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's the way it is to this day. Um, 2 Peter 2, 6, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, and this is New Testament, into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly, See, God did that for the benefit of not only the righteous, but the unrighteous. He overthrew them, making them an example unto those that should live ungodly. Basically saying, this is going to be your fate if you go down this road, devils. This is why God's judgment is what we need. Okay, so I had to pause it there for a second. Jude, Jude 1, seven. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities about them, in like manner. Now this is New Testament, uh, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. The word strange flesh means flesh they should not be going after. It also talks about the the angels that left their first estate and went after women, their strange flesh. Okay, this is there. There's two parallels in Jude. And and this is one of them, and one of them and they mentioned Sodom and Gomorrah, and then the other they mention um, the fallen angels of Genesis 6 that went after women, strange flesh. Something they should never be doing, in other words, are set forth. So the people, the, the ones that were burned up in Sodom and Gomorrah, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. That's their lot that's their end that's their punishment and i wish they could all be hung out over hell so they could see it maybe they would refrain from being such devils that they are okay maybe some of them would repent who knows i don't know that's between them and god but no one thing emboldening them and letting them get away with this garbage isn't doing anybody any favors Jeremiah 23 14 I have seen also the prophets of Jerusalem and horrible thing now this is the prophets of Jerusalem these would be the holy men of their day they commit adultery they walk in lies they strengthen also the hands of evildoers and and none doth return from his wickedness kind of sounds like a lot of these televangelist prophets And them the TBN types up there saying how Trump's such a great thing and how he's a man of God. He's going to get in for a second term, even though none of that actually happened. Ignoring all the wickedness that this guy's been doing. They don't return from their wickedness. They strengthen the hands of evildoers. They commit adultery. They walk in lies. That's just the norm now for these prophets. They are all of them unto me as Sodom. And the inhabitants thereof is Gomorrah. That's how God views them. These false prophets that prophesy lies. And according to Deuteronomy 18, you take them out and stone them. Now, I'm not saying you do that today. I'm saying back then, that's what you did. Or if they lead you astray, according to Deuteronomy 13, you stone them. To God, those prophets... Are as the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah. But see, this is what I'm saying about fear of God. There's just very little of it that I see. Ezekiel 1649. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. Oh, what is it? Gay pride? Trans pride? Shove it down your throat? They glory in their shame? This was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. Fullness of Bread. Meaning, oh, no, no worrying about food or anything like that. Guaranteed most of these devils are, you know, probably living off the government dole or whatever. Fullness of bread, the abundance of idleness was in her. Yeah, well, if you're living off the government, you're probably idle. You probably have all kind of free time. You can do all kind of manner of perversions or whatever. And in her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. That's the last thing they'd think about. The only thing they care about is themselves. So now we go to this. The national sh- school shooting was perfectly timed to distract from this legislative monstrosity that they're trying to ram through. The Digital Iron Curtain, how the Restrict Act Senate Bill 6, it should be 666 but it's 686, threatens to de- devastate privacy and crush free speech online. In an era where the world has become more Orwellian than Orwell himself could ever have imagined, it should come as no surprise that the U.S. government is once again attempting to expand its stranglehold on individual liberty. Enter Senate Bill 686. And here's a direct link right to the um, congress.gov bill. Okay, You can see it for yourself. Also known as the restricting the emergence of security threats that risk Information and Communications Technology Act, Restrict Act. Far from being limited to TikTok ban, it's purportedly, you know, says that's what it's about, the TikTok. The Restrict Act represents an unprecedented expansion of governmental power and surveillance reaching into nearly every aspect of our digital lives. Make no mistake, this piece of legislation is the Patriot Act on steroids. The Restrict Act would seemingly grant the U.S. government total control over all devices connected to the Internet, including cars, ring cameras, refrigerators, Alexa devices, and your phone. It goes beyond the pale and the end goal being nothing short of complete invasion of your privacy. Under the guise of, quote, national security, the Restrict Act, targets not only tiktok but all hardware software and mobile apps used by more than one million people this means that anything from your google home device to your smartphone could be subject to government monitoring and control which is why i've told you to stay away from as much of that as you can for years i've said should you dare to defy the strict act the restrict act you'll be you'll be facing devastating consequences this is they're, they're coming after the the independent media They're coming after alternative media is what this is really about. okay? Um, Violators will be slapped with a 20-year prison sentence, civil forfeiture, and denial of freedom of information requests. All this in mind for simply trying to maintain some semblance of privacy in your own home. The insidious nature of the Restrict Act doesn't stop there. As reported by at Under the Desk News... The bill's proponents are seeking to undermine the Section 230 and limit free speech as well. The implications are clear. This legislation is not about protecting Americans, but rather about stripping away our rights and liberties. Okay, so let's just hear a little bit more. This is another video that came out right when this this
6: happened. To fundamentally change forever and it's terrifying. This is Bill S686, also known as the Restrict Bill. You'll probably know it as the TikTok Ban Bill, but it does so much more than just that. It actually does more than any bill I think we've ever seen. I encourage everyone to read it by going here and clicking the text tab, but here are the main takeaways. Foreign adversaries can change by definition, but a few are already listed. They are the People's Republic of China, including Hong Kong, Special Administration Region, the Republic of Cuba, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and of course, the Russian Federation and Venezuela under the regime of Nicolas Maduro Moros. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, but these definitions can change at any time. The bill covers hardware technology like modems, routers, and home cameras, and virtual tech like VPNs, and basically bans them if they are manufactured by or used to contact and deal with foreign adversaries. Speaking of VPNs... Using VPNs to bypass banned apps such as TikTok is made a criminal act under this bill. And the penalty? It's a minimum imprisonment of 20 years and a minimum fine of $250,000 or $1 million, depending if you knowingly did so to access banned content. I
0: think it should be also 30 days in the electric chair and a slow, painful death, obviously. Um, you know, obviously, this is total insanity, what we're dealing with here.
6: The bill gives the federal government the power to monitor any activity used by these suspected devices, virtual or otherwise. Essentially, they can monitor what you are doing at home 24-7 without even informing you. This includes things such as routers, video games, streaming apps, smart thermostats, ring cameras, basically anything that uses the Internet. Now, the real terrifying part of all of this... This is
0: also all retroactive, meaning they can go back decades or whatever, and if you've ever done anything, they perceive as whatever. I'm like, you know, just whatever. Do what you got to do you might get a real surprise if you come here because um i believe god can protect me from you devils or whatever and it won't be me doing anything it'll be the holy angels of god it'll be god doing it because i think the, we're getting to that point where those days are probably upon us where it's getting so unbelievably in your face that you know you're just gonna have to totally 100 percent rely on the lord to protect you I And mean, then you should be doing that anyway But I've said I do think a lot of of, uh, when they when they come for the righteous, I do think there's going to be a certain uh, amount of that from a God's judgment, righteous standpoint going on against the wicked, because I don't think they're just going to be able to wholesale do whatever they want to to the body of Christ
6: as if that all wasn't terrifying enough, is that the bill goes on to state that this will happen by the president appointing a secretary of communication. That secretary then forms a group on their own without any voter input whatsoever. This group can have meetings behind closed doors. They don't have to disclose anything. They can ban and deem anything inappropriate or a risk to security at any moment in time. And if they do, they can go through your instant messages, your emails, texts, basically anything that uses the internet and they can censor it. So in summary, this bill can effectively ban anything the government deems inappropriate extremely quickly without warning. The ramifications of this range from breaking up mass communication methods to even watching the cameras in your home. AKA spying on you. It really is that bad, and I am not speaking in hyperbole. Please contact your reps. I have a video on my TikTok ban playlist on how to find your representatives and tell them if they vote for this, you will support their opponents in their next primary. If I missed anything in this bill, please let me know in the comments. Share this information with anyone and everyone. I will be covering this bill and the TikTok ban throughout. So to stay informed, please make sure to follow.
0: Okay, so let's go keep going here. Um <clears throat> And this keeps coming up so i'm going to recover this again i know i have covered this in the past but um what does maga make supposedly make america great again trump slogan really mean maga actually means magician in chief and is the highest level in the church of satan hierarchy uh sadistic satanist to the stars maria and Bramovic. Embron- and Herself even said that Trump was the magician to wake up the world. We'll listen to her saying this. And here it shows Trump doing the double cornuto signs, which is the goat sign, um, horns of Satan sign with that Jesse James guy, devil. Uh, Mag is the fifth and highest degree in the hierarchy of the church of Satan. Um, Let's just, this here, Maria, this high level witch to the stars what she has to say about uh, Trump regarding this whole thing.
2: Sure, she you one really funny opinion, but there is a, in Lapland there is a group of the in the shamans there who do something called collective dreaming. They will go together in seclusion and do the rituals with the, you know eating very little food and being in a in in a, in a solitude for a long time, and they will. Go and dream the dreams. And the dream have to be called the same dream. So coming out of this dream, this once of the shaman told me that actually the best thing happened this, in this planet right now is the Trump to be the president.
0: Okay, so the shaman witch told this high-level Luciferian uh, witch that loves to eat babies and do all kind of performance arts where babies are de- de- depicted as, as um, decapitated and butchered um, all this weird, uh, food that they have at these galas that are all sick and sexually oriented and how they like to drink blood and all kind of bodily fluids and make pictures with them. All this kind of really sick, twisted garbage, this witch to the stars does openly. Okay. So the shamans telling her that the best thing that could have happened was Trump, I, I guess, getting elected.
2: I say, how is this possible? Hold
0: on, let me just back it up a hair.
2: The best thing happened in this planet right now is the Trump to be the president. I say, how is this possible? Is the best thing to happen? <laughs> he said, yes, because because he's so irrational, he's so crazy. That's actually create that awakening that we finally wake up.
0: What well, the what the what the order I chaos they're trying to get to?
2: Because before it would be another guy and another guy and everything looks similar, but he's so different than anything else. So they, actually, he's the The magician
0: who's waking us up. So, she said, the shaman told her, Trump is the magician who's waking up humanity.
2: (laughs) That's kind of theory.
0: Oh, isn't that neat? (laughs) So, anyway, they have a good laugh over the whole thing. Um, Yeah, so, I guess that... um, Trump got her her vote... Uh, this goes on to say he Trump was literally chosen at birth and born on a blood moon as Aleister Crowley's moonchild to be the tip of the spear, the one to symbolically pierce the barrier that encapsulates what it means to be human, our DNA, by overseeing the execution, uh, which is a good word of the of the manufacturing and the distribution via Operation Warp Speed and the government combining the military and government, um, by uh, administering the dna altering COVID 19 bioweapon shot so that's what he was he was he was the catalyst for that he was the one to be the tip of the spear to um regarding the defiling of humanity's dna through this dna defiling COVID bioweapon and trump had everything to do with that and he still takes credit to it to this day he gave us that big beautiful kill shot he said biden could have never given it to us in the time that trump did He gave us Operation Warp Speed, yoked up with Fauci, he's never apologized for any of it, he profiteered off it greatly, and he will not recant any of that. MAGA is also the highest level one can ascend to in the Church of Satan. I'm surprised that she didn't include that in the piece, um, meaning Maria Abramovic, Uh, but otherwise a fantastic editomology. decode of the maga slogan and further verification that trump has always been a serpentine jesuit puppet also compromised by israeli cash yeah i've said how the um uh, israeli uh, zionistic arm of the illuminati has bought sold and paid for trump for many 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 decades bailed him out of numerous bankruptcies the facts are all there. I've played, the, I mean, it's it's not, that is not a mystery. That is not something that, I mean, is so hidden. There's documentaries on it where it's openly admitted to, you know, and Trump's never disputed it. The Make America Great, Great Again slogan is literally a satanic spell, just like the satanic trinity of Baal Lucifer Moloch that's embedded into the Black Lives Matter. Baal Lucifer Moloch, back Black Lives Matter slogan. Yeah, one hundred percent. Also, MAGA in Latin means the word witch. Okay, and here's a a little link to that if you want to explore that. And here's another one. In Irish mythology and in the Irish pantheon of devils, MAGA is the Irish ruler goddess, First Lady of the Red Branch, a daughter of Agnes, the love god. Also, President Trump and MAGA, MAGA is the highest degree in Church of Satan, um, which is the, it's the fifth degree, which is MAGA or MAGIS, fifth degree. Those who hold the third through fifth degrees are all members of the priesthood of Mendes, like the goat of Mendes, which is Baphomet, and individuals with these titles may be called reverend. Ah, reverend. So these degrees in the First Church of Satan, you can call yourself, see, reverend is only used one time in the Bible. And it's holy and reverend is he, in reference to God. Reverend is not a, a title that any man should ever take, ever. But yet it's so common. What makes you think you're to be reverenced or reverend? What makes you think that? Taking on a title like that's pure pride. And it is only used one time in the King James Bible, and it's in reference to God. That's not something I would mess with. I did a whole teacher on that, just key in reverend, in the uh, keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Members of the priesthood make up the Council of Nine, which is the ruling body of the Church of Satan. Okay, so, yeah, there's no, there's no red flags there whatsoever. Now, also, have you heard about this new um, wonderful drink that's out on the market? If you're the body of Christ, do not drink this mess. All their products are used for incantations of demonic marine, he's saying marine spirits, there's different types of demonic spirits i think it's more than that i think you say it's marine spirits because it's liquid okay if you have if you have repent like i have now i don't understand why any christian would ever get confused about this and drink liquid death because that's the name of this with a skull a demonic skull on all the labels, as far as I can see. Why would you do this? Liquid death, rest in peach, in this particular flavor. Has a big skull on it, liquid death. And it shows some of their other stuff. They show you the real thing as it's a joke, so you don't believe it. And they're showing a high priestess offering this water to devils. It's canned, okay? This is real. You can go get it in the stores. It's it's in the stores in America. Liquid Death claims that their water is infused with demons. They get around this by claiming this is an April Fool's joke, but it's, you know, it's the truth in plain sight is what it is. Okay. This is, but the joke is on anyone drinking this cursed water. Literally, you want to get demon infested real quick? Just drink this water you're paying money to drink cursed water that's demon infesting you i had a listener send me this today and he went to the store just to see if it was in the stores because he hadn't i don't know if he had heard about it yeah it's right on the shelves he sent me a picture here it is liquid death i'm assuming this is a 12 pack 17.99 for it looks like a 12 pack of this devil water devil juice whatever it is so basically $18 which is six plus six plus six for a 12 pack it looks like i'm assuming it's a 12 and then you can buy the individual cans and they're like two something it's extremely expensive i mean where's the discernment for anybody that's a christian that would drink this i can understand if you were a satanist why would you drink something called liquid death it, it makes no sense to me at all. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play this little Instagram thing here.
4: ...and they claim that their water is infused with demons? Have you ever heard of a real witch summoning demons and trapping them inside cans of water? Inside this very warehouse sits the entire inventory of liquid death mountain water. Each can is about to be infused with real demons yeah. by a real witch. Right.
0: And this can be done and it shows this witch and i do believe this is a real witch um it doesn't look like a paid actor she's got um like jaws of some dead animal real jaws it's real bones around her neck it's some necklace it's obviously some lesbian uh hair butched up real nice hind tight and um she's explaining what she's doing
2: what I practice can be considered traditional witchcraft.
0: What
4: you're about to witness is very real, very dangerous, and in my opinion, a terrible idea.
2: I ask you spirits, those who are listening, I invite you here. I offer this water as a vessel for you to come into this world. When the cans are opened, you are released.
0: Yeah, well, exactly, and that's what exactly what is happening when you drink something like this. They can they can say that this is April Fools all day long. This is exactly what is happening. Whether there's actually witches at the factory doing this or whether they're not, you cannot put something with the skull on the label and in a black can and that says liquid death and it be good. You can't do that. Okay, it's it's wicked, it's openly wicked, it's openly overt, and I guarantee you there's all types of occultists that are actually associated with this stuff. Why on God's green earth would anybody ever put out a product like this on the open market?
2: I welcome you. Now is the time of the dead.
4: Demon-infused liquid death. If you drink it, will you become possessed? Oh, probably.
6: There's a very popular water called liquid death, and they claim that their water is infused with demons. Yeah.
0: So I wanted, to, I wanted to cover that because, you know, this is gaining more. I mean, it keeps seeing more stuff about this liquid death. It's it's not something where I, I hope to God none of my listeners have drank this. Um, but I have to warn you about it so that maybe you can warn others if you know anybody else drinking this stuff. Uh, pictures of this liquid death devil water from a listener and you can see it for yourself. So they charge insane prices for this cursed demon-infused death water. What a great way to get demon-possessed of the toenails and die way quicker. Because think about it, it's liquid death. Okay? I guarantee you, who's ever drinking this, you're precipitously decreasing your lifespan. Just like a transgender or lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or anybody that's participating in any kind of wicked thing are always decreasing their lifespan. The, the days of the wicked shall be shortened. Okay? And that's the concept here. What does the Bible say about this type of stuff? Well, Micah 3.1 through uh, 3.4 says, And I and I said, Here, I pray you, O heads of Jacob, and ye princes of the house of Israel, is it not good for you to know judgment? I mean, see, we need to judge righteous judgment, as Jesus talked about. We need to judge, um, you judge not lest ye be judged when you're a hypocrite, judging the speck in your brother's eye when you have a beam in your own. But we are to judge righteous judgment. Um, He who is spiritual judgeth all things. Okay, but this is righteous judgment, okay? And if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. These are all New Testament Bible verses I just gave you, okay? Is it not for you to know judgment? Verse two, who hate the good... And now, this is an indictment against the heads of Jacob at this particular point in Micah. These heads of Jacob hate the good and love the evil, I guess. Who hate the good and love the evil. Who pluck off their skin from off them and their flesh from off their bones. So they were so demon-possessed, these heads of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel, that they hated the good and they loved evil. And what resulted? Well, they plucked their own skin off from them and the flesh from off their own bones because you ever hear about the the phenomenon of cutters? They cut themselves. Well, this is taking it to a whole other level. They're actually flaying the skin from off themselves and from off their bones. I imagine they're doing it to others and I guess they're doing it to themselves because see those demons that are infesting them are compelling them to do this. When you get demonic behavior like this, it's the demons inside you that need to be fed. And they're fed, in a particular case of a cutter, by you cutting yourself. And then you get a little bit of relief, from what I've heard. Well, that's because the demons inside you are feeding off the pain you're creating. Well, this is taking it to a whole other level. Next verse. Who also eat the flesh of my people. Meaning, evidently, the heads of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel were cannibals. Okay, They were so far from God. They were so far from righteous judgment. They hated the good and they loved the evil. They were so far from God. They were eating the flesh of their people and flay their skin from off them. And they break their bones and chop them in pieces as for the pot and as for the flesh within the cauldron. So they were cannibals. They were eating other people in the house of Israel. And these were the heads of Jacob and the princes of the house of Israel. These were the highest up, which is exactly what we have now in our hierarchy in government and in Hollywood and in media. And all this witchcraft movement, all this high level stuff, the Luciferians, the Satanists, this is what they do. They're cannibals. They drink blood. They kill babies. They drink their blood. They torture babies. They torture children. This is a big reason why they're letting the... um, I've said this over and over, CPS is just a, um, all it is, is a child trafficking network for this. And then this is a big reason why they're just letting them come right over the border. They're getting the kids, they're getting these coyotes that bring these kids up through the border. They get them on these buses. I've even played the videos of them putting them, loading them on buses, and they disappear. They're They're never to be seen again because these devils have to be fed, these satanists and Luciferian networks have to have children for their adrenochrome production. Some of them go to that. Some of them go to be sacrificed. Some of them go to be sexually tortured and kept in prison, and some of them end up in a derivation of all, all all of that. That's what our government does. This exact thing. And I'm not saying all aspects of our government, but this is the norm just today as it was then in Micah 3. Then verse 4 says, Then shall they cry unto the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time, as they have behaved themselves ill in their doings. So when they cry out for mercy, when these same devils that do this, that cannibalize, that flay their own flesh off and eat the skin from off them, and the flesh from their bones, who also eat the flesh of my people. When they when they finally cry for mer- God's mercy, they're not going to obtain any mercy. These trans people aren't going to obtain any mercy that seek to defile children. It were better that a millstone were hung about their neck than the, and they be cast in, in the midst of the sea. This is why I'm I, I keep saying that God's judgment is good. It's always good. It may not be the most pleasant thing, but look at how society is degenerating. Because we have a lack of God's judgment on this wickedness and sin. And the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. So that's where we needed to start first. On this gelded church that does nothing regarding all these matters that I tend to cover. And some ministries like mine tend to cover on a weekly basis. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect. I'm just saying this is stuff I'm just documenting. This isn't like, I'm so smart. This is right out in the open, this stuff. Liquid death devil water? I mean, anyway, what does the Bible also say? Psalm 97.10, ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the soul of his saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Those are the verses you need to stand on when you feel like the walls are closing in. Amos 5.15, hate the evil and love the good and establish judgment in the gate. This is true, righteous judgment, which we have a lack of in this world by and large and especially in the court systems going further the dark secrets of the new age i just saw this today i wanted to throw this in the dark secrets of the new age utopia Auroville India have you ever heard about Auroville India pedophilia and child molestation is the norm for the devils that live there I'm just gonna say child molestation, because pedophilia means child love, or something like that. Child molestation is the norm for the devils that live there. Even the ones that aren't doing it, they, they they've accepted it as is the norm. So I wanna I wanna just show you that this is how they this is the whole pattern for the world. They wanna bring us into this grand new age of enlightenment. Well, there there are a couple places on Earth that are already following this whole thing. And um you know it's kind of funny when that happens you know what else happens child molestation kind of becomes the norm and the people that are in that even if they're not molesting children they don't have a real problem with it
1: it's the sort of place john lennon imagined You've almost certainly never heard of it, but Oroville, a small town in southern India, was set up as a community where people of all nations could live together in harmony with no money, no rules, and no leaders. Both UNESCO and... No
0: rules. That's always a good thing. No rules. No leaders. No moral compass. No Bible guiding their way. Well, what happens in those societies? Well, let's see.
2: Dalai
1: Lama have endorsed the place. The oh. Indian government subsidizes it, but many local people so, say so. UNESCO, the, place...
0: the UN, and the Dalai Lama, also a demon-possessed child-molesting devil, have endorsed it. The Dalai Lama, who who openly bragged about has bragged about, um, you know, basically, there there a lot of the practices over there are. They start the day off with a, with a glass of their own frothy urine that they have, and that's how they start the day off. You know, and they say that this is urine therapy and it's a really wonderful, good thing. And it's just the whole concept of Hinduism and Buddhism. I mean, it's just millions or thousands of demons and devils that you're worshiping. So you would expect in that type of environment to, for some place like this to thrive
1: exploits them, and most controversially, sexually exploits their children. Yeah, Rachel Wright reports. I'm
0: really surprised the BBC would expose this, because this is British broadcasting. I mean, they mean they, they've got all kind of pedophilia going on in their hierarchy and their government and stuff over there. Uh, so I'm surprised they would expose this, but they did.
5: The tourists see Oro Beach as a tropical paradise. The residents live in a utopian community built around a giant gold sphere, the vision of someone they call the mother, and induction takes one year. But the locals live in poverty and say their children are the victims of sexual crimes. Of course. Welcome you to- You home. always
0: have to have a slave class.
2: It's clearly the kind of environment in which every parasite <laughs> is going to turn up. and. And get away with a hell of a load of abuse and exploitation. Exactly.
0: Because these type of utopian things like this, where people are brainwashed and under the the, the guise and under the control of gurus and these types of things, you're always going to get into child molestation. You're always going to get into sexual exploitation of, of the children and the women in particular, typically. And... This is just, it's part and parcel. It's just what goes with the territory.
5: Oroville was founded in 1968 by a French woman, Mira al She became known as the mother. She believed the community could realize a more advanced human consciousness. Endorsed by UNESCO and partly financed by the Indian government, the residents are a mix of Europeans and Indians. They undergo a year's induction before they become full members. Our civilians aspire to something called divine anarchy. No rules. No. <laughs>
0: divine anarchy. No rules. Okay. Yeah, that that's going to work. That's going to... Oh, it works great if you want to breed a whole culture of child molestation. Yeah, do what thou will should be the whole of the law. The whole uh, thing with Aleister Crowley, which is what the rock music industry is based on, which is what a lot of them took on as their motto. Do what thou will should be the whole of the law. If it feels good, do it. The whole thing from the 60s. Well, that's what they're doing there.
5: Leaders, and believe that this will bring about harmony.
0: Oh yeah. Basically the project
7: of Orville is the ideal society. And any society can only reflect the quality of its members. You cannot have an ideal- The quality
0: of its members, the quality of its child molesters, and then those that sit back and do nothing as these children are getting molested. Yeah, I tell you, that's a real quality bunch of people. Society with non-ideal members.
5: The 2,000 Westerners and Indians who are Auroville's members receive grants from the Indian government, income from tourists, donations from abroad, and operate successful enterprises, and pay no tax. 16,000 Tamil villagers live in Auroville too. Few of them become members, and most live on around 30 pounds a month. That material difference has caused ongoing tension between Aurovillians and the local Tamil villagers. Aurovillians say it leads to resentment and unfounded accusations. The local Tamils say it makes them vulnerable, especially their children who attend schools run by Auroville. Local villagers would only describe the problems on condition of anonymity.
2: Some children here are currently being abused, particularly
4: in the new creation school. Men come in and ask them to stay after school and then have sex
0: with them, giving food and paying them. The children get used to this life, to the money, and they're going back for more. So that's just the norm.
5: People are genuinely scared to talk, but one victim was willing to come forward. Sundrum, not his real name, says he's suffered years of abuse.
3: An Orovillian white man had a relationship with me when I was young. From the age of ten, he abused me. Even today I feel ashamed about what he did. Now I have nothing to do with him. But some Orovillians are still
5: abusing other children. So he
0: hasn't nothing's happened to him. He's still he just went on to the next kid. You know. That it's that this is this utopian, wonderful thing. That they this is the I'm telling you, this is the pattern. This is a lot of the this struck stuck struck me because um i've seen this concept presented over and over again regarding the new world order regarding oh it's going to be utopian and and you know you won't have to work oh well the slave class will and that type of stuff and you probably will be the slave class but um you'll be able to do whatever you want and it'll be divine anarchy and all this other stuff And, and this is where this is what happens when you get into that type of environment
3: the beach and the areas around it that's where these things happen the white men are doing it they also abuse girls there is no one to stop them
0: yeah the degenerate white guys that move from like Europe and America and Canada and these types of things they're the ones with the with the money to typically do this and so it attracts all these child molesters from those areas where they know they can go molest all the children that they want live on a fraction of the amount it would cost them to live in America or whatever and not have to worry about any kind of oversight or or the police busting them because it's this utopian community that lives under this divine anarchy. It's it's the ideal environment for a child molester.
5: Raj Bhatra spent two years in Oroville. He left after villagers complained to him about the child abuse from Orovillians and also visiting tourists. He says many in Oroville know what's going on, but choose to turn a blind eye.
2: What I was shocked about was that when I'd say this to people, say, look, you know, from what I hear, there's a lot of uh, child abuse going on. The first thing they would say is, ah, uh, but um, is, is it uh, Orville children? At which point I'd say, well, no, it's the local village children. And at that point it would be, oh, well, no, it's nothing to do with us.
0: Okay, so it's nothing to do. So the the degenerate devils that live there do nothing about any of it. So the child molesters go. I mean, this is like a dream for any child molester. Even the ones that are child molesters turn a blind eye. Well, it has nothing to do with us. Meaning their conscience is totally seared with a hot iron. They have no, no righteousness in them at all. They're all, you know, uh, they're, they're all been turned over to a reprobate mind. Every one of them. If, if you could let that happen to children and have no conscience about it all. But see, that's what this breeds. That's what this supposed utopian uh, new world order, new age that they're saying that they want to bring us into. This is exactly and this is why they want to try to legalize, uh, you know, lower the age of consent, legalize child molestation and say, you know, pedophilia is just a mental disorder and, and, and they, they shouldn't be discriminated against. It's where this whole transgender movement things moves as well, and this is why I wanted to include this. I just saw this today and I, I, I thought it was a great little, this goes on to document a lot more, but I'll just play you that little part there. Okay, so shifting gears, what Christians don't know about C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien.
7: Right now within our contemporary Christian culture, There are two secular storylines that have become accepted within a lot of Christian churches. One of them is the Lord of the Rings from J.R. Tolkien, and the other one is the Chronicles of Narnia from C.S. Lewis. And a lot of people try to treat them as allegories. You know, well, we can use this to portray Christianity. The Lord of the Rings, I mean, you have a wizard. God just said these are an abomination. But yet we look up at the wizard as if he's a hero. Right. When you go to the Chronicles of Narnia, I mean, the whole movies, both of them, the books are full of magic, which God condemns. And Nephilim,
0: half-human, half-devil creatures. The interesting thing about
7: these two men, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, they were best friends. Yep. Both of them professed Christianity. Yep. One of them was Roman Catholic. The other one was uh, an evangelical.
0: Anglican. I mean. C.S. Lewis, Anglican and Roman Catholic, totally bound up in false pseudo Christian religion. Okay. Should be a red flag. Should be something where, well, do I want to really. Also, um, members of the Order of the Golden Dawn, pretty sure both of them were, and um, another occult society. I've done whole teachings on this. I will repost those and where I do a deep dive on this.
7: But they were blending mysticism and fantasy with biblical ideas, storylines, right. which you can see that in Star Wars and a lot of films. They'll they'll borrow things from the Bible and mix it in with uh, with what they're doing. Yeah. They blended light with darkness, and they said, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We put a Christian label on it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I can remember a lady years ago. Her name was Carol Matriciana. You, I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. talked to her son. She told me something one time. She said, Eric, she said, that is so funny that people will call that Christian. Mm-hmm. That's like saying, well, this is Christian pornography. Right, right. You know, well, well they're, they're dressed like nice. But
0: that they, they, they got that. You realize there is Christian pornography. I've reported on that before. Just key in Christian pornography at keywords search. I probably find the studies I've done on it they, that actually does exist.
7: People, mm-hmm. but it's still pornography mm-hmm. you can't make it Christian just because you put that label mm-hmm. on it yeah. we talked about the Halloween day
3: recently and we, we said isn't it interesting that that you know as a Christian you know we'll dress up and celebrate the devil's day but if you think of it in the reverse would a Satanist dress up on you know a holy day and and say no. let's go to church today and yeah, part- and if you haven't
0: heard my my study on Halloween uh Samhain as it's known in the occult uh you might want to avail yourself to that
3: be this. They would think that was absolutely silly, but, I know. but a lot of times Christianity is the one that sort of gets blended with these other other worldliness things.
7: That That's an interesting point. In Amos chapter three, the Lord says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Yep. You know, so you have these two men that profess Christ and you have Aleister Crowley, who was nicknamed the beast. I mean, the wickedest mm-hmm. man in the world. How can these two walk together except they be agreed? Now
3: I have a kind of a real world um, experience of this. Uh, when I when I came back into Christianity, I grew up a Christian and and was um, you know taught things from the Bible. But then of course in my twenties, I just rejected it and, right. and went out into the world. And um, I had lots of friends, friends I really cared about, friends I really loved, in Hollywood. And and when I came back into the faith. I started to find that we didn't have things in common anymore. They wanted yeah. to go out and party, and I did not. I wanted to sit around and read the Bible and, and you know, like talk about the meaning of life or something, you know. And it's like they were they were they were sort of really concerned with the temporal things of life, and um, and I remember like yeah, it was hard to walk with them after we had these just two totally different experiences. So that really kind of speaks to me when I hear that verse of going yeah, I mean, I, I know what that's like. Yeah. I, I stopped walking with people because we stopped sharing a common interest. Exactly. Well,
0: and it's interesting, too, because it doesn't. I mean, make... my, uh, all my friends from college, kai college and high school, I mean, oh, man, did they, they didn't want anything to do with me when they found out I was a Christian and was vocal. I mean, they wanted nothing to do with me at all and you know to be quite honest the feeling was pretty much mutual on my end because i didn't want to go out and do what they were doing either so that's normal that's it you you get saved and that's pretty much a normal thing i i came from an extremely secular background uh party animal the whole nine yards so some people's may not come from an uh, extreme and my friends expected a certain behavior from me that all of a sudden i wasn't exhibiting anymore and man they wanted nothing to do with me
7: and that you have to look down on others like you're better than them right <clears throat> right but it's it's not just that we don't have things in common anymore they are literally living for the side that put my savior on the cross right right it's like right they beat up my mother. How can I go hang out with them and play pool and play cards with somebody that beat my mother up in the parking lot? I mean, what interest would I have there? Mm -hmm. So we have to love people and we have to desire to share Christ with them. and and pray, most of all, that God will open their eyes so they can see. Mm -hmm. God goes on in Second Corinthians, Chapter 6, and He says, and this is talking to us as Christians. He says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. When we watch and behold these things, it opens a door so that evil spirits can come into us and live in us and walk in us which is an unnatural
3: state because that's right. you were made to be the temple of God it's it's actually God's desire to dwell inside Amen. of us and and no other angel in heaven no no not even God's um, messengers are living inside of you right like that's not the angel's place that's God's place and the devil has usurped that and and he's able to to just join up come on in and bring his friends with you and you know like the story that jesus cast out the demon there's legion thousands of them you yeah. know that's not their place to be there that's yeah. god's place to be there and
7: you know it, it's scary because like when i when i grew up i thought well demon possession that looks like you know you're cutting yourself and you're throwing up and your head spinning or no it doesn't it can be like an, an Overwhelming power of selfishness, or pride, or lust, or appetite, mm-hmm. or or smoking. There can be evil spirits that cause anything that's mm-hmm. unchristlike. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that it really gives food for thought. Mm-hmm. Paul goes on in Second Corinthians six: Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. That's a beautiful promise.
0: Amen. Okay, so we have that. Um, now let's go further here, let's talk more about this. Uh, <clears throat> my teachings I've done, these are old. Jared Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, the Inklings, which is their group I think they were in. Narnia and the Golden Dawn, The Order of the Golden Dawn, Part One and Part Two. This is all the way from 2008, so I apologize. The audio quality isn't the greatest, but you'll be able to hear it okay. Uh, give you the links there, or you can just key in uh, Tolkien or C.S. Lewis, Inklings. You'll find it at ContendingForTruth.com in the search box. In this teaching, we will start out by first discussing the many of the occult details and facts regarding gerald Tolkien's Lord of the Rings books and movies, and then C.S. Lewis's Narnia books and movies <clears throat> during the 1930s to the 1940s both tolkien and lewis were part of an informal literary discussion group associated with the ox university of oxford also known as the inklings like ink in a pen c.s lewis called charles williams who was a fellow inkling who was also a specialist in the tarot card readings okay which is witchcraft and the kabbalah which is the highest form of jewish witchcraft he called him a man whose mind was steeped in occult rituals and demonic forces, his dearest friend. So again, how can two walk together except they be in agreement, as the Bible says? Be ye not an equally yoked together. Well, see, he was equally yoked because he was a devil, just like Tolkien, okay? Bound up in some pseudo form of, of false pseudo-Christianity. And there, his, his best friend, his dearest friend who was steeped in occult rituals and demonic forces was a master of the tarot cards or tarot cards and the Kabbalah. (laughs) He was a fellow inkling. I mean, come on. This close friendship made an impact on Lewis and his writings. Well, of course. C.S. Lewis wrote, um, you know, evil communications corrupt good manners. Well, communications also means associations. So if you're walking with somebody, if you're good buddy buddies with somebody, and they're into wicked stuff, and you're spending time with them, that's going to affect you. Close friendship made a large impact on Lewis in his writings. C.S. Lewis wrote of Williams' poems, quote, They seem to me for their profound wisdom. Now, this is the guy that was the, the specialist in the tarot cards and the Kabbalah, steeped in occult rituals. He wrote of this guy's poems, quote, They seem to me for their profound wisdom to be among... The two or three most valuable books of verse produced in this century. So that's how highly he thought of this guy who was demon-possessed the toenails, it sounds like. Uh, Charles Williams, who was this guy, was also a member of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Which was also the same organization that Aleister Crowley, the 666, the Great Beast, was also a member of. But it wasn't quite hardcore enough for Aleister Crowley, so he went off and started his own thing. Still evil as you know what, but wasn't quite hardcore. There are many that assert both Tolkien and Lewis were closet members of the Golden Dawn as well. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was an amalgamation of Freemasonry, Babylonian mystery religions, Theosophy, which is a satanic occult religious philosophy combined with metaphysics started by high-level witch uh, Adam Blavatsky or or H.P. Blavatsky, who I've talked a lot about in previous teachings. Also an amalgamation of, of Eliphas levi's teachings who was also a high-level black magic occultist and enochian magic which is an elaborate system of advanced satanic ceremonial magic plus the kabbalah the highest level of jewish witchcraft and medieval grimoire which is a manual of black magic for invoking spirits and demons regarding the order of the golden dawn among its first initiates was a coroner who allegedly performed necromantic rites necromantic mean um usually necromancy is when you supposedly communicate with the dead like what psychic mediums do uh, necromantic rites would be rites with a dead body which is what that means while another early member was black magician uh, alistair crowley the self-style great beast 666 and i get into this in the um in this part one and two teaching then i did another one um uh, c.s lewis in his own words so you can hear it right from the horse's mouth Part one and part two. Today, C.S. Lewis is, is revered by many Christians as a master Christian apologetics. Oh, I mean, all the time. You listen to Christian radio. I'm going down the road. Oh, C.S. Lewis. And oh, yeah. Always quoting from C.S. Lewis. And I'm thinking, man, you are so deluded and so deceived. He was the author of 40 plus books, which include poems, novels, children books, science fiction, theology, literary criticisms, educational philosophy, and an autobiography. In his book, Mere Christianity, which sounds very demeaning to Christianity, like mere is spelled M-E-R-E, like, oh, this mere little thing, this mere little worm. Mere Christianity, on page 176 and 177, he wrote, quote, this is this is um, C.S. Lewis, quote, There are people in other religions who are being led by God's secret influence to concentrate on those parts of their religion which are in agreement with Christianity and who thus belong to christ without knowing it so in other words you can get saved in a false pagan religion like hinduism or buddhism or whatever because there's certain tenets of your religion that are in agreement with christianity and therefore you're part of god's family you 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 belong to christ now where does it say that in the bible nowhere many and then he goes on to say quote many of the good pagans long before christ's birth May have been in this position. So see, this is a false gospel. This guy's a devil. This guy is nothing but a deluded uh, deceiver. Like Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. Well, he had 20, 40 plus books of doctrine that he was giving you where he was deceiving you. And a lot of it could sound totally line up right with the Bible. But a little leaven, meaning a little yeast that makes the dough rise, only takes a little bit of leaven to leaven at the whole lump. And this guy had a whole lot more than a little leaven in his 40 plus books. In a previous issue of Christianity Today, from 615 of 98, page 30, Millet, the dean of Brigham Young University, a Mormon, is quoted as saying c.s lewis is so well received by latter-day saint mormons which is just another devil death cult taking people to hellfire because of his broad and inclusive vision of christianity broad is a way which leadeth you know to destruction and many there be that go thereat. that's what the bible says it doesn't say that it, it says narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal and few there be that find it oh but it's so obvious to the dean of brigham young university of the mormons That C.S. Lewis is so well received by Latter-day Saints Mormons because of his broad and inclusive vision of Christianity. Yeah, false gospel. In Letters to Malcolm, page 107, Lewis, which is one of his books, I guess, Lewis indicates that shortly before his death, he termed himself, quote, very Catholic. Oh, I bet he did. His prayers for the dead, (laughs) prayer to the dead, belief in purgatory and rejection of the literal resurrection of the body, are serious deviations from biblical Christianity. This guy was a total heretic. Okay? Then, um, in C.S. Lewis's A Biography, page 234, uh, where it says he even went to a priest for regular confession. Again, there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Not some priest. Not some demon-possessed priest from the Catholic Church. Nope. Um, On page 198 of that book, he received the sacrament of extreme unction on 716 of 1963. He said that on, well, actually, he said that on page 301. He went to priest, he went to regular confession on page 198, and this is C.S. Lewis' biography. So this guy's a total devil. Okay. His contention that Christ fulfills both paganism and Judaism is extremely unscriptural. Where did he say that? In his book, Reflections on Psalms, page 129 paganism and judaism fulfills christ fulfills both paganism and judaism that is blasphemy he said it right in his books he also believed the book of job is unhistorical page 110 of that same book and that the bible is not divinely inspired um that was i guess in the book the inklings page 175 lewis used profanities told body stories and frequently got drunk with his students that was that was published on five nineteen of ninety in World Magazine. Guy's a devil. Let's see what John Todd warns about witchcraft involvement of J.R. Lewis and C.S. Uh, Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. His name was John Todd, a former member of the Illuminati. He warned us against their plans for world domination before he was framed and effectively discredited by the Illuminati. Yeah, and there's a whole video up on the on the internet. I I watched a lot of it uh, recently, and uh, man, does it vindicate him. Listen, I've never heard anything that that ever came out of this man's mouth that that either didn't come to pass or doesn't ring true, okay? I mean, maybe there's some stuff that I don't know about, but for the most part, what I've heard from this man rings true. And I've been studying this stuff ever since 1995-ish. Started studying about the Illuminati. The words that he left on his audio tapes are still coming to pass, which puts lots of credibility on his claim that he was an insider, this audio tape, I'm going to play another one when I, when I get a chance. It's about an hour and some long. Oh, man, is it bombshell. I mean just bombshell. And this guy's not trying to sell you nothing. He's not trying to start his own cult. He's not trying to generate money for some big ministry. No, he's just trying to get the truth out. This audio tape speaks about the evil plans of the Illuminati for world control. This is just another piece of the puzzle and then explains what's going on in today's world. All right, let's go ahead and listen to this. Now, the, these audios are, are old and, but I, you should be able to hear them just fine. It's just that it's not as great audio quality as, you know, anything recorded today would be.
4: feel J.R. Tolkien, the author of The Hobbit and other series wrote any of his books on the basis of witchcraft. Many of the themes in the books are supposed oh to This person could have been here last night. Every book written by J.R.R. Tolkien, including the Phil Milan, just finished by Christopher, and you'll find Christopher's name on those handouts,
0: was not written by him. So he's saying every book that was written by J.R.R. Tolkien was not written by him?
4: Until Tolkien
0: wrote these, these things used in witchcraft, as you put it, were secrets to witchcraft. So they were secrets until he wrote them. They were secrets used in witchcraft. And he's going to talk about how these are required reading for the Illuminati high-level witches that are is part of their upbringing. I believe Jared Tolkien and C.S. Lewis.
4: And Tolkien was a member along with another gentleman I'm going to mention in a minute. Both were supposed confessed born-again Christians but both were members of
0: the Golden Dawn. That's the Order of the Golden Dawn that Alistair Crowley was a member of.
4: Rothschild's private church in London. It's the oldest coven in the world.
0: Oldest coven in the world. Order of Golden Dawn.
4: And he gained order, he gained permission both from the council and the Rothschilds personally to take things from the Book of Shadows, the Witchcraft Bible, and print them in books.
0: Okay, so this, basically what you're getting with Tolkien's work is... He's taking the from the Book of Shadows, which is a witchcraft grimoire, War, which is one of their basically like their Bibles, and he's basically stylizing them and reprinting them in his books, J.R.R. Tolkien, and I also believe C.S. Lewis. These concepts, okay?
4: He thinks that the Hobbit and the books of the trilogy, like the Lord of Rings and Two Towers and so on, and the Silmarils are fairy tales, but they're the Gospel to witches. According
0: to witches. Those things really did take place. So the Hobbit and all these Lord of the Rings—all these are like the these are like their Bible. This is like real to them.
4: If you got them in your home, you wouldn't own a Satanist Bible. At least I hope you wouldn't. Pray for you if you would. And you wouldn't own a witchcraft Bible. Why would you own part of the witchcraft Bible?
0: Right. Now, you in other words, if you got them in your home, get them out because they're cursed books.
4: Don't do this, but you could go to the occult stores and you could pick up many books that came out after the Hobbit came out that bear the alphabet of witchcraft, the runes. But the Hobbit released them first and they were secret upon the penalty of death till then and nobody could have written them that had not been in witchcraft.
0: Okay, so in other words, he's saying basically Jared Tolkien and C.S. Lewis were involved in witchcraft and this is the Order of the Golden Dawn and who knows how much more witchcraft training they had even being raised we're only getting the sanitized version now
4: there's a Christian author whose books are sold in every Christian bookstore that's why I don't like Christian bookstores Yeah. who claims the token wanting to the Lord he forgot to say what Lord and his books are required reading before you can join a coven. required study his name was C.S.
0: Lewis okay, so they're required reading before you before you join a coven. at least the covens that he was a part of and that was C.S. Lewis
4: you pray about it but they can go in the fireplace right along. Yep. And i want to quote from one of Lewis' books. The pathway to God is like a hall with many doors. They all lead to God.
0: Oh, 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 wow. The pathway to God is like a hall with many doors. They all lead to God. That's somebody trying to get you into hellfire. That's C.S. Lewis. That's one of the main guys that is quoted today. I hear it on Christian radio all the time. Brother Lewis... He's not my brother. He's a devil. He's trying to get you into hellfire. Okay? He's teaching the broad way, which leaded to destruction.
4: Not on your life. Jesus says that anybody comes other than to him is a thief and a robber. Amen.
0: And this is a guy that came out of ultra high level. Illuminati, witchcraft, generational. Paid for it with his life in the end. Penniless, disgraced, and in just died they killed him for it and there's a whole video uh that gets into the whole thing about that okay so i asked taylor about this and she just informed me that and i and i speak this to their shame that the christian schools i had her in basically all of them one um you know middle school uh well no elementary middle um high school all of them across the board revered C.S. Lewis. They were different schools, too. Revered him. And to the point where he was the example that was set forth um, to the students as this is a real Christian. And, and you need to read his books because this is the, this is how a real uh, Christian author would write. And, and just basically um, adoration. Of this literal high-level occultist, and again, listen to my teachings, and um, we're gonna we're gonna be playing more and more uh, if if I can get to them. John John Todd interviews, and listen, I I've had uh, about twenty-eight years to study this stuff, and I haven't seen every time I listen to this guy, it just rings more true and true and true to me when I hear this guy speak. And th- these are these are audio recordings from like the early late 70s and early 80s this guy was literally on the cutting edge of getting this information he paid for it with his life uh, but it just rings true and you see more and more of what he's saying confirmed now he thought it was gonna happen a lot sooner you'll hear some of his helter-skelter things about Charles Manson you know he was talking about this happening within a year or two time he didn't know it i mean this was their plan like i've said to you before they wanted 1984 george orwell to be real that the year 1984 so see they're way behind on the place because see they're not we're not on satan's timeline we're on god's timeline god's been merciful he's given us extra time uh and that's just you know information there and and i'm, I'm going to uh go further into that now I, I gotta i'm running out of time here and i want to cover one last pro, uh, thing here and um, I got a testimony from a listener. She sent me this. And I'll read it to you. Uh, it's two pictures. And it says, hi, Dr. Scott, just a brief explanation of my results from using the invive 5000 part silver with three to four drops of DMSO pharmaceutical grade. On 10-22-22, see the photo on the day my dermatologist took, took a biopsy of my left cheek on my face and swore that the, this was not healing for a year. Two days later, the dermatologist called me with a diagnosis. Squamous cell carcinoma. Okay, now that's about as bad as it gets skin cancer-wise. That is as bad as it gets from what I know. And referred me to a surgeon. Surgeon said that she would cut out the whole area and biopsy it as she cut and would stop cutting when the clear biopsy of no cancer cells. So, Meaning they're going to hack up her face beyond belief. Is what they're basically saying. After receiving your email on October 27, 2022 uh entitled cancer dmso and silver it's one of the word docs i have i decided to follow the protocol using one teaspoon of 5,000 part per million silver with three to four drops of dmso four times a day or every six hours and i did this for 90 days that is a lot that's that's a good amount of silver okay thank you for the information the whole mess on my face dried up and cleared up it's all gone squamous cell carcinoma and this is just taking it internally uh i went back to my dermatologist to have him look at it again after 90 days he asked me nothing now i can't post this online number one it's it's in a paper format and i can't transfer that to a doc i mean as god is my witness i'm reading you the truth here um i went back to my dermatologist to have him look at it again after 90 days he asked me nothing and i said nothing Probably doesn't want to know. He doesn't like this when it happens. He said, "Cancel the surgery and come back again in a few months." Instead of being happy, no, it's that was his reaction. Of course. Thank you. I am grateful that I do not need any cutting. Praise God for you and all your emails. You must know, you must be working endless on all your information you give us. We are thankful. Oh man, I, I, man, do I so work hard to compile this information. I'm not trying to give myself a pat on the back, but wow, it's Barbara, Barbara K. So my my reply was um receive your letter thank you so much may the lord jesus christ richly bless you so glad this helped barbara now i will say that if this ever happens again also apply the five thousand part per million in vive silver and the dmso straight right over the affected area as you will most likely get much quicker results okay she if it took 90 days it's i mean i don't even know how much quicker it would have been also, you can use a little aloe if that combination is a little too irritating on the skin. It probably won't be though. You could also put um, topical iodine, Lugol's iodine, on there as well. You could alternate that. That can be irritating depending on what strength you got. Also, topical frankincense essential oil is also listed for all skin cancers. So you can also use frankincense, the oil in the biblical oil in the Bible. They brought frankincense and myrrh to the baby Jesus. You can use that one topically as well. These are just other things you can do to speed it up. I would probably do them separately regarding topical. I wouldn't combine them all. I'd probably do them separately. Okay, so now I'm going to give you what this protocol was. Um, I I give it to you here when I'm running out of time. And um, I give you my disclaimer here. It's your constitutional right to educate yourself in the area of health and medical knowledge. Um, Anyway, you can read the, the disclaimer Okay, because I'm not saying that we're treating anything. Can't say we're treating anything. Only the medical doctors can do that. What we're trying to do is put your body in a position where we're restoring health so that your body can heal itself naturally. Okay, so um, the protocol that InVive originally sent me for, um, I believe, cancer. Of course, we're not treating it but you know be one of those things like well if it was me this is what i would do okay but can't claim we're treating it they're saying you absolutely must use 5700 or 107. you cannot use any other strengths now i'm gonna give my opinion on that in a second five cc's per 30 pounds of body weight whether an adult or child or animal total dose now this is if you're only going to use the silver okay um, you divide the dosages into four times a day. Anyway, the protocols here, they're saying you can't even use regular 5,000 or 10,000. It must only be in bottles with the 10 7 or the 5 7 ES extra strength. Now, those are also quite a bit more expensive. Now, or you can also take each dose of the 5,000 or the 10,000 with a few drops of the pharmaceutical grade DMSO, which is what Barbara did. Barb did. And it worked for her. And she didn't even do it topically. Okay. And there's other stuff you can do for cancer too. I mean, like I said, you could have, in this case, you could have used Lugol's on it. Lugol's iodine. You could have used frankincense drops. You could have done a a product called IP6, inositol hexaphosphate. Use that with my grandpa when he got cancer. Made a miraculous recovery. Uh, With IP6, I, I used one other thing. There's so many things you can do for cancer. Okay. And again, we're not treating it. We're just trying to give the body what it needs so it can heal itself. Okay. All I'm saying is that it is weird that, you know, using these things, I carry frankincense and IP6 as well, as well as all the strings of silver. Again, not claiming a treat, just saying, it's what I do. Um, the website to order, unless you're ordering from me directly, the website to order is www.dr, is in doctor, hyphen symbol, or dash symbol, johnson, j-o-h-n-s-o-n.com, and it'll... You'll put it in and it'll switch to another address. They had to do that because, I don't know, Envive just had to do it that way. Anyway, when you do order there, it does support the ministry as well. You get a small portion. Um, anyway, my comment. Oh, I already kind of told you my comment about the DMSO. Now, here's all the stuff on the DMSO. Um Medical doctors are amazed and baffled when our patients no longer present with cancer after 90, 90 days completely healed. Um even a veteran and this is from Invive even a veterinarian was amazed because the vet was going to put the doggy down. I told no, I told the owner no, there is no need to. 60 days later, he had no cancer to be found. The veterinarian couldn't believe his eyes. Now, I personally wouldn't just rely on the silver. I would do obviously eating as good as you can. Cleansing your liver is huge with a cancer case. so you're gonna do one other thing, if you're gonna do silver, one other thing. Liver, gallbladder, really colon flush. You wanna make sure that the liver, the gallbladder, see, the liver's where all the cancerous compounds are broken down. So if the liver's all gummed up, you could do all the silver in the world, but you're not maybe fixing the source of the problem, which was the liver. So I would do, I mean, I've put out my liver detoxes before, but... If you need that, just email me. I'll get it to you. Um, Actually, you know what? I'll just post the liver detox, my current liver detox here in this protocol so you see it. So I'm saying if you do one other thing, you do a good at least 30, probably preferably 60-day liver detox, liver gallbladder. Um, If there's any intestinal issues, I would do flora as well because you want to make sure all that is working good don't want to be constipated that's another thing that can predispose you to it and then if you add one other supplement and i would add an ip6 inositol hexophosphate which also chelates old iron and other heavy metals out of your system that you don't need it will not take good minerals out it will only take the excess that you don't need and it's also awesome for coincidentally enough cancer so Again, I don't. I'm not anybody's doctor anymore. I'm just telling you this is what I would do, bare minimum, if I was facing this. Bare bare minimum. Okay, so what I did is I added into this protocol. I said also it would be very beneficial to take. It's the pure uh, IP6, which stands for inositol hexaphosphate, 180 capsules. These are just links that are not to order. They're just basically tell you more about the product. I do carry these. Um, and then also my protocol. Now I also have the new Bio Detox Liver or Bio Detox Packs, which are like a whole body cleanse, liver, kidney, candida yeast, lymphatic, blood, lung, colon, parasite, chemical. Though that you could also do that. I would probably do two cycles if you had were battling cancer. I give you that option, and I also give you the just the straight liver gallbladder detox option. Either one, they're both awesome. I carry all this. Uh, DMSO, then I give you an article on DMSO, a powerful healing agent used in cancer treatment, but censored in the U.S. DMSO is a well-studied healing compound, but virtually unknown in the public why. Technically, it's known as dimethyl sulfoxide. Its physiological properties were accidentally discovered well before its medical applications were researched in the 1960s and publicized in the 1970s. It soon became a controversial cancer treatment and also an adjunct to chemotherapy that is now mostly suppressed in the USA. Now, they don't use it with chemotherapy anymore because I think it was probably working way too well, even with chemo. Um, It's been observed, DMSO heads to existing cancer cells directly and easily penetrates them, that the doctor used DMSO's tissue-penetrating characteristic for grabbing and guiding the chemo drugs straight into the cancer cells without disturbing normal cells, the way that regular chemotherapy uh, activities do. Positive results were achieved only... Using only 10% of the chemo Oh, wow. Positive results were achieved when only using 10% of the normal chemo without any serious side effects. In other words, they used 90% less chemo devil drug poison when they used the DMSO. And they noticed that there were no serious side effects at that level because the DMSO will increase penetration of whatever you put it with. Now, remember, you only... For internal consult I only like using the pharmaceutical grade. Um, you can find that on eBay, get pharmaceutical grade. I, I think i give you some links up here maybe. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah, i give you a link to purchase the pharmaceutical grade in this. I, I don't have any ap- uh, monetary vested interest in that. Um, not using the full range of expensive, dangerous, and life-threatening procedures to heal cancer is forbidden in the U.S., Obviously, because they don't want to actually cure cancer, they want to they want to um, propagate it. Since then, the FDA and AMA have been adamant about excluding DMSO as an adjunct for chemotherapy, because they don't they want you to get the full complement of poisons. They want it to kill you off, and then they want to drain you of every penny you have before you die in a very tortuous way from the chemo. That practice. The practice was actually known as DMSO potentiation therapy, or DPT. They don't do it anymore, though, so don't expect to go anywhere where you can get it. Here's one study that suggests DMSO alone can create apoptosis of cancer cells, meaning cell death. Uh, apoptosis is a natural self-inflicted cell death that cancer cells normally refuse to yield to, but it will with DMSO. Dr. Ken, Ron Kennedy of MD says DMSO binds to water better than water does. This gives DMSO the ability to penetrate every single cell of the body. So whatever its other effects may be, they will be spread systematically through the entire body. Whatever is administered with DMSO tends to bind with DMSO and is carried inside the cells along with DMSO. This is why I use it with chelation, oral chelation, because it will enhance oral chelation, which is typically very, very poorly absorbed. Um Animal studies show that DMSO by itself inhibits the growth of breast, colon, and bladder cancer, as well as leukemia in animals. The fact that this is not a longer, that this list is not longer probably re- reflects the fact that DMSO has not been studied in other cancers, of course. Um, let's see here. I'm running out of time here, that's why I'm kind of going quick. But FDA approved for treatment, uh, FDA approved it for treatment of interstitial cystitis or bladder inflammation. Uh, they're They're talking about some clinics that were shut down that were using it in America. They were using it with laetrile, which is the active component of the apricot seeds, and it was very effective against cancer. Normal cells are not affected by laetrile's amygdalin, its active fighting cancer compound that is common in apricot kernels. Uh, anyway, that gets into into that. Um, there's a recent study that strongly implicates orthodox cancer treatments to perhaps half of all deaths certified as from cancer. So, in other words, the, the orthodox cancer treatments are actually killing you. Okay. A hospital's pathologist career can be threatened for not signing death certificates stating the cause of death cancer, um, even after observing organ failures due to chemo's toxicity or radiation damage as caused by the death. It's all one big satanic racket that they're just mass genociding us. The hypocrisy lies and cover-ups are self are self-evident. It it is inexpensive. It can be purchased online. Go to eBay. Can pharmaceutical grade DMSO. Just make sure it's highly refined and pure medical or pharmaceutical grade DMSO. It can be ingested orally. You don't want to do a ton. Uh, but even if it's 99% DMSO, usually after it's mixed with some distilled water, somewhat. Don't let it get in your eyes. Clinically, it is administered by IV using a slow drip. Well, I don't know where you're going to be able to go to find that, but um, let's see here. It can be combined with other compounds like colloidal silver, laetrile, vitamin C, and other nutrients for cancer patients. Yeah, absolutely. And then I give you a whole list of links about DMSO if you want to explore it further. Okay so um anyway that's all i have for today and probably gonna take next week off because i'm due to put up a newsletter and then lord willing we will see you in the next week regarding the audio so god bless you and see you then